0: may 11th Welcome to Hyphen Nation, and I'm your host, Kellen Conley. So it's been a little bit since we spoke. Uh, Last episode, I had my first guest, Eric Greenlee, and ironically enough, or coincidentally enough, I'm going to be joined here shortly again by Eric, Um, but I had planned on... Doing hyphenation 11. And then getting Eric online to do hyphenation 12. Well, your boy's a bit of a procrastinator and he found everything else to get into besides uh, getting onto this microphone. (laughs) Your boy, that's back again. It's raining in Morgantown. Not currently, but it is cloudy. You will be glad to know, though, that this episode, just like episode 10, is not coming from you, coming to you live from the Kroger parking lot in Morgantown, West Virginia, in the Suncrest Town Center. No! I am home. I'm playing a home game right now. I am in my actual house. My chihuahua is sleeping right over there, on the pillow, half off the pillow. I'm in my own house recording a podcast. The reason for this being... That I actually have a later shift today. I'm closing at work, which means I get off at six o'clock, so I don't have to be at work until a little before eleven. So I'm actually in my house, and it's not gonna be my my it's not gonna be my house for much longer though, because knock on wood, the wife and I are seconds away to put it in sports terms, sport ball terms. We're seconds away from closing on our very first home here in Morgantown. So we're in the process of packing things up. We got a little bit started. There's a lot more to go. (laughs) But we're in the process of getting everything out of here and getting a preoccupancy agreement so we can move into our new house. That's my cell phone because my phone is not on silent. And it's actually on a table instead of in my hand. And you can hear it go. Bleh. So my apologies. <sighs> Sound a little sick, but just allergies. So, yeah, man. Hyphenation live from the living room. Victory Jump Off Studios 6.0. I think it's 6.0. Because let's see. The first one would have been uh, not yeah Naomi Street. Second one would have been Pennsylvania Avenue. Third one would have been Denver. Fourth one would have been Green Street. Fifth one would have been Louise Avenue. Sixth one would have been Arkwright. If you listened to any of the Victory Jump Off radio episodes I've done recently, you may have heard me say 7.0. That was an error. This new house will be Victory Jump Off Studios 7.0. This is Victory Jump Off Studios 6.0, and that just means that my... I've recorded, there in my domicile. <laughs> it's a live from Victory Jump Off Studios 6.0, hyphenation. And I, I'm supposed to call Eric here soon. We're supposed to start around nine o'clock. I uh, I did. We're going to probably get into some Civil War discussion, and then um, more than likely, what my plan was, we we're going to get back into our fantasy booking that we started with the last episode. But I wanted to kind of talk to y'all a little bit about uh one of my topics here, and I'm trying to get to them right now. Um, for episode eleven topics, I have written down Deadpool, Jessica Jones, number one. Now, if you've listened to the earlier episodes, I mentioned that I did um get a pitched a success. Uh, I successfully pitched a Deadpool Jessica Jones series. Um, to Marvel 2000. It was going to be called. Alien Investigations. And it was going to be about Jessica Jones. Moving to Seattle. And then Deadpool. Also ended up in Seattle. These two unlikely people come together. And pretty much Deadpool joins her. Alien Investigations. So you have the insane antics of Deadpool. And in the. Uber greatness. That is Jessica Jones. Living in one place. Working together with air quotes. And I wanted to kind of get into what that was going to be about because Lord knows I'm not going to probably ever get to write this story because I think I pitched it to Marvel 2K in January and by March I was sending uh, Dave Galately an email saying that I knew I wouldn't have time to write it, so go ahead and pull it down, which is disappointing, but it's the right thing to do because even my personal writing, like my columns and... Any other ideas I may have has been suffering greatly because of my increased workload at work. Because that's normally where I can get most of my writing in. Uh, Because I do have a now two-year-old. Happy birthday again, Aaliyah. Um, So I had wanted to kind of talk to y'all a little bit about that. But I don't really have the time frame because I'm going to call Eric in a few minutes, like I said. So I think I'm going to go into this other topic that's sitting here before I bring him on. And that topic was this weird thought I had saying is Kanye West, Shawn Michaels. For those of you not to know, Shawn Michaels is arguably the greatest professional wrestler in WWE, WWF history, in my opinion. And in many's opinions. But for the longest time, I did not like Shawn Michaels in the 90s. Now, granted, I stopped watching wrestling probably in the, around the early 90s. i say it would be shortly after. I can't remember if Hogan Earthquake was later or was first. Nothing. I think Hogan Earthquake was in 90. And then Hogan Slaughter was 91 because they were feeding off the Iraq um, off of the Gulf War for that storyline. Uh, so by the time Hogan beat Slaughter to get the belt back from him at WrestleMania in 91 is around the time I stopped watching wrestling or at least stopped carrying. Cause I watched it on VHS months later. So sometime in 91, I didn't, I kind of paid a little attention, but very little attention. And I didn't really pay, come back to watching full time until the NWO came around. Cause when Hogan with WCW, I saw him sometimes on WCW Saturday Night, and that was super awesome for me as a Hogan fan. Um, but I I wasn't a big fan when the NWO arrived. I sucked. Pause. I don't even say pause. I took all that in. I ate it up. Loved it. Loved the NWO, and I was with the. I was watching pretty regularly, at least on WCW Saturday Night through late two thousand six, maybe early two thousand seven. And then again, my my main focus then was NBA everything. So I was that was overtook the wrestling again. And then by the time that the NWO spit spit NWO split in nineteen ninety eight and of course after um Stone Cold won his first WWF championship from Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14 in 98, I started watching both. And then I was big on watching both until Circa logo change in WCW. Um, So about 99 leading up to 2000, um, I was watching it. And then I went to college and I stopped watching again. And I didn't really come back to full time, at least keeping track of the product till 2007. And then I truly came back. To being a fan, I'd say when we started watching WrestleManias together, Me, Moose, Anthony, and Thomas. And that was 2009 when we watched the first one. Because, or unless if 2009 was uh, WrestleMania 25, I didn't see that. WrestleMania 26 was the first one that we all watched together. And that was on Louise Avenue when we all watched that. Um, Of course, that was Shawn Michaels' retirement match. I didn't like Shawn Michaels for the longest time. I thought he was, I mean, he was built in the 90s as a sex symbol. That didn't do anything for me. I didn't understand the technicality of wrestling as a kid to appreciate the body of work that he put down in the 90s. I kind of knew about the screw job a little bit, but I didn't learn more until I was much older and already appreciated Shawn. I didn't start liking Shawn Michaels until I'd say it, it would have to be around when DX reformed. Because I, when he was the commissioner and stuff and he was retired because of the back in like 98, 99 um, I appreciated his him then but I didn't like any of his previous work. I saw he's a cocky arrogant son of a bitch. I just didn't like him. So for the longest time, I just didn't appreciate him. And then, i it might have been when DX reformed in 06. And I started watching him. And I was just like, man, this guy's hilarious. Man, this guy goes all out. And he, this is when he's old. He was young, and I didn't appreciate it. And then I just kept watching. And then, of course, um, I started watching old DVDs back then he was on tv regularly he had that match at wrestlemania 23 with cena um i was cheering for him then uh i was i was a big fan of everything he was doing but for years and some will probably still say this that they don't like shawn michael's for some reason or another he was probably, he was because of the screw job valet He's an arrogant, yeah. I mean, he's found God since his younger days. He's been very repentant for what he did and how he acted in the '90s and the '80s. He's a totally changed person. I say it's Kanye West, Shawn Michaels, because for all the hate that Shawn Michaels has ever gotten in his career. You'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who out and out didn't respect Shawn Michaels for what he did. Nobody likes Kanye West right now. Nobody. I have not listened to Life of Pablo. I don't plan on listening to Life of Pablo right now. I hate Kanye West, the person, so much that it's finally tipped the scales. And has made me not want to listen to his music. And I've always said that it w- his music outweighed his idiocy until the, p- the past what Brooklyn eight months. Brooklyn's much wawa. <laughs> so with that said, I just know though when I finally press play on Life of Pablo and I give it a true listen because I've heard snippets, I've heard some songs. <laughs> I know I'm going to like it. I know I'm going to eat it up. Because Kanye West is one of my favorite artists of my lifetime. R.I.P. Prince. So is there anyone out there who can truly make the same argument for Kanye West? That despite hating Kanye West with every fiber of your being. There's probably a song by Kanye West that you love. And that you need in your life. And that you want in your life. And that if if you were stuck on a desert island and they said you can have all the access to the rest of the music library in the universe. But you have to have one Kanye West song. I bet you everybody would be able to put respect on his name. And pick one Kanye West song. Kanye West's genius level of work when it comes to his studio and music transcends his obvious douchebaggery and assholery and the fact that he doesn't know how to keep his mouth closed. And he just lets whatever come out of it. The thing Kanye hasn't learned that Sean eventually did learn I don't think Kanye's ever been humbled. Sean's moment, he said, was when he was laid up on pain pills on his couch and he was taking them recreationally because he stopped wrestling. He was in pain and all he wanted to do was take pills and then veg out. His son came up to him and said that, said something along the lines, I don't remember the exact quote that um, I heard him say to Stone Cold on his podcast a few months ago when I listened to it. But he said something along the lines, daddy's sleeping again, or it was something to make Sean realize that his actions were affecting his little boy and ultimately his whole family and world. Kanye has had several moments that could have become this. The events inspired 808s and heartbreak. His mother passing. The birth of North. The birth of Saint and still there hasn't been that moment where Kanye has reeled it in and been like you know what I get it he doesn't get it he f- he's like I need to say these things so that I can say them for the people who can't some things yes but 90% of things you say Kanye is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But still, even if you came out on ESPN right now and said Drake's album is trash go buy Beyonce's Lemonade which I'm not listening to Lemonade until Sean responds in some kind of way. Not with it at all. Even if he came on Sports Center right now and they cut live The Bristol to show Kanye making an ass out of himself again. I still respect that man. And the music he does. And what he's able to do. Even with what he's done in fashion. Even if I don't care for any of it since the Nike Yeezys. Even if I think his clothing line is trash. Which it is. I still respect Kanye West. And that's the way I feel like wrestling fans in general feel about Shawn Michaels. You could be the biggest Bret Hart supporter in the world. And I feel like you'll still give Shawn Michaels his due. Bret wouldn't be Bret without Shawn. Regardless of the screw job. Shawn wouldn't be Shawn without Bret. But then if Shawn hadn't had that moment. Where he realized he was living his life wrong and then he got right with God. Not to get all preachy, but that's what happened. He wouldn't have been able to go on to come back at WrestleMania 18. 18? X8? Might have been, uh, it was a Seattle one. Might have been WrestleMania 19. To come back WrestleMania 19 and, and wrestle Chris Jericho and then go on to have a career that lasted another. A long time. And he had some brutal matches. Like '03 3 into 2010 is how long his career lasted after he was able to come back to the ring. When they said he would never wrestle again. At some point, Kanye West is going to have that moment. Where things finally make sense. And he understands the power that he holds. Truly, he knows he has the power already, but he chooses to use it in a negative way. Regardless of whether he contacted Taylor Swift before he put out that song or whether she never heard it like she claimed, you can't go on a record saying, I feel like me and Taylor should have sex because I made that bitch famous. You can't do that. Not to her honestly you shouldn't do that to any woman to be completely honest with you because one that's just awful there's plenty I mean if he got on the record said about Amber Rose we'd all be like yeah he's kind of right but that's that's still wrong why is that woman's well uh self-awareness well-being based off of you making her famous. Based off you having... So that guarantee... That says that you should have sex with her. That line bothers me so much. And I know famous is a good record. I've heard enough of it. I haven't heard the whole thing. I, I haven't listened to Life of Problem. I've probably heard Ultra Light Beam in its entirety. And Real Friends and No Parties in LA. That's it. But for him to be so arrogant on the mic. To say that. Even if Taylor approved at one point and it came out and she's like Egh. I didn't think he really do it he's going to have a moment soon where he has he's going to have his Shawn Michaels my kid could tell I was out of it and I just wanted to lay there and I wasn't he's going to have that moment and when he does that's when we'll see the best Kanye that's when we'll no longer say I miss the old Kanye when you can make a song called I miss the old Kanye um when you can make that song you don't make that kind of song you think I'm trying to think of a uh uh um Bob Dylan you think Bob Dylan goes to the studio and says my fans don't like my music as much now let me make a song called I miss the old Bob Dylan no And I get that he's being tongue in cheek That this is criticism he hears But it's just so arrogant And I can't stand it And that's the exact same way I felt about Shawn Michaels At one time Exact same way And now we join our co-star Eric Greenlee and our host Kellen Conley and Hyphen Nation 11 Already in progress See I guess we should talk about Some podcast stuff here
1: yeah, at some point let's uh let's get down to that. Uh, so
0: I already did the intro and stuff because um I started a little before I called you. I was actually comparing Shawn Michaels and Kanye West. Okay. Um, <laughs> reason being, I just had this random thought uh, a few weeks ago, and I wrote it down for my show notes because I used to hate Shawn Michaels when I was younger. Like, cause, I did, yeah. Because I I fell out of wrestling from like the early '90s until attitude era nwo red and black happened and then i i fell out of wrestling again when i was in college until the late uh, i guess 20 well you call them the aughts, into the late aughts or whatever it's <laughs> like 07 and yeah. then that's when i came back um and i like i didn't like sean when I was a kid I was like he's a pretty boy da 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 and then Sean came back he found God and then that's when I realized oh my god he's always been awesome he just was a dick about it when he was younger yeah. <laughs> Um. and then I, I was comparing Kanye because as much like especially with this run up with his last album and stuff Kanye has said some of the most terrible things he's probably said besides running up on stage again when Taylor was up there and stuff I was like Kanye is going to have his Shawn Michaels moment where Sean's was when his kid noticed that he was so drugged out all the time. Um yeah. he's gonna have that moment, and when he does, we're gonna see the best version of Kanye West. Until then, he's not there. But we obviously respect Kanye West's music ability, but we don't respect him as a person or a human being most times. Yeah. And I felt I, uh, that same yeah, kind of I, thought.
1: I, Kanye has really worked himself into a lather <laughs> as where you uh listen to say like college dropout or maybe even like anything that he might have spoken on like just spoken on before any of that like he kind of like manufactured this chip on his shoulder and put yeah. it there because when you listen to him earlier he's you know he's like trying to be conceited but you can tell like when somebody's really into themselves like that and when somebody Is trying to put on this persona and he's worked so hard to like finally establish this i think i'm the shit kind of thing and Mm -hmm. it's like but you don't though like you are so he's insecure you know what i mean like he's really like that was like his most honest that he's been like you know a college dropout was he was super honest and then it was just like you, you're trying to put on because I guess you know. I mean, nobody wants to listen to somebody though that's who's like, you well, know, I think I'm pretty good at rapping. So if I'm rapping, then you know, maybe you could listen to this. Nobody wants to hear that, and I get it. Yeah, but at the same time, like to be like, you know, talking about how you are an asshole and you're not an asshole yet is trying to like pick <laughs> it up. You know, that was that was kind of what that was to me though. Sean always exuded. That he thought he was the best, and that he was totally, you know, willing to run over other people. Not necessarily well. I mean, you know, we're talking about burying like Vader, that sort of thing. Because Vader should have beaten Sean. Yeah, you know, like Vader should have beat Sean that, that that year. Like, you know, and then gotten it back. That's fine if you want to give it back to him. But to just flat out just nullify Vader, like, dude, this guy, this guy has worked with all of. Them. He's had war with everybody, been and all over the world, all over the world, and then he's gonna come here and he can't beat this two hundred pounder. Yeah, not when the lights are on at the pay per view, he can't do it. He beat them all. He then he beat him like he beat him like five times on Raw, like straight, like caught the super kick in his hands, everything. So it's like okay, if that was Brock Lesnar with The Rock, because The Rock new can do business and was like, well, you know, I'm on my way out or whatever. St- I feel like The Rock still would have had that same kind of SummerSlam match where it was just pretty much essentially a squash. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think The Rock still would have done that because that was would have been good for the business. Sean was just so. And again, you know, it's like that era, man, where it's just like it's four belts, essentially, you know, and, and, and two of them are the same belt. Right. Yeah. You know? So. Back then, those all those belts kind of meant something, but at the same time, it's like, you don't have any heels, really, at this time. It was, you know, they were just trying to, it was like a flavor of the month. Every time they were trying to manufacture a heel, so it was just like, even if Sean was the guy, he didn't have anybody to go against. So you're only as good as the guy you're going against. As your
0: competition.
1: So yeah uh, yeah I, I get the I get the comparison and um I don't know but yeah 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 he isn't there yet uh, what, what was that year they did top five and he got in there and I'm like Mwah. uh what
0: but, them TV thing or yeah uh they haven't done it in a few years so I'd say it was like 2010 20 It was probably after my beautiful dark twisted fantasy so 2011 I'd say he they put him in the top five. No wait,
1: twenty ten. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Because he, he, he mentioned it in Barry Bonds, which was on.
0: Oh, that was O seven. That was graduation.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, which makes it even more ridiculous.
0: Mm -hmm. Back farther on his third album. (laughs) Yeah. His third album before he even made eight oh eight, let alone my beautiful dark twist of fantasy. Top five. Alright, so did you see Civil War? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> go, I, f-
1: uh, I figure
0: you had because that's your guy. Cap's your, Cap's your favorite Cap's superhero, right? Guy.
1: Cap is my favorite. Um, I mean, you know, it it, it varies between Cap and uh, Batman, obviously, but as far as what we have seen live action in the theaters, uh, yeah, man, especially this year, like i i gave bvs the the benefit of the doubt as did i now that we have something to compare it to and just the way to do it and the way it could have been done in either universe just like marvel did this eight years ago they started this eight years ago with iron man so no wonder it came to such an amazing uh, zenith right here, and they still got more to go because they had a plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> DC's just like, we got to catch up, we got to catch up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. They should have used BVS to just establish Batman in the Snyderverse. Just, just, just put him there, and this is Batman. And you could have a cut at the end, or you know, you could have some pictures in the background, or whatever, whatever. I digress.
0: No, uh, I, I completely I completely agree cuz Bat- Batman versus Superman was Batman's movie. 100%. Um, but we're not here to talk about that. I don't want to tangent uh, off of that. Um, how long have you been a Captain America fan?
1: Um, since a young lad. I would say uh around the time the X-Men cartoon came out. Okay, so 92. Yeah, 92, 93. I was into three things. I was I was into uh, professional wrestling, uh, X Men, and Street Fighter. <laughs> those were the things that changed my life. Like I would be a completely different person if one of those things were missed. Okay. So getting into X Men, you know, I would go to the comic book store, and my older brother would take me sometimes, and we would, you know. He had his, you know, stack of books he would get, and I was trying to get to that point. So Cap was like one of the ones that I grabbed, or anything that I saw Cap in, just just because, you know, it was just Captain America, it was the guy that hauled off on Hitler, sweet. But um, the I guess the moment I became a Cap guy was uh, he's fighting uh, the 90, 92, 93 version of Hulk with the bowl cut and the
0: yeah, the professor. You know, so the, the, the one who was smart, who was banner smart, but he was, uh, he had the nice bowl cut.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it was a moment where he, uh, he and Hulk were fighting. Um, I forget what it was about, but he just like takes the Hulk down with technique. <laughs> he just like kicked his knee from on him. It was amazing. It was like the best, like, wow, that's how you do that. That's how you take down a, you know, uh, 10. I mean, a thousand pound monster just off, you know, technique. Like right. they weren't like fighting, fighting, but it was the net. And then it was, um, you know, Marvel superheroes playing with them on those games. Um, again, we're combining the street fighter and, and the Cap Chi- oh,
0: versus Party. Marvel. Yeah.
1: Versus Marvel, all that stuff. So, um, yeah. And that's that was really where he became my guy because it was just so like, you know, become Cap, you know, and it was like. I would pick him and then just tee off on whomever. So it didn't even matter. Like I'm, you know, it was Doctor Doom. He feel these hands, you know, uh, Galactus feel these hands. Anybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, man, come on, dog. Like that wouldn't happen. But it was just good to have that fantasy of like just having Cap just beat everybody. Um,
0: I uh, have uh, come around more on Cap. I'd say since the movies came out because. As a kid, you it, like I was a Spider-Man guy, obviously. Um yeah. And I mean, cat like even when he popped up in like Spider-Man, like let's say during Maximum Carnage when he showed up, like Spider-Man immediately like was like, I was, I was, "Oh shit, it's Captain America."
1: I, I hated Spider. That's Maximum Carnage is what made me hate Spider-Man. But then that was again because Cap just jumped in there and then picked him up off the ground. It was like, "Oh, Cap is here." But yeah. I, Always yeah. I
0: love Maximum Carnage. It's terrible, but I love it. I've always loved it.
1: <laughs> I bought everyone. I bought everyone. That was one of the main things that drew me into to comics. And it was like, I hate Spider Man, but this and the story is stupid, but I love it. Like you know, Did you like, ever
0: play the video game, Maximum Carnage? Man,
1: listen. We uh I was not nearly as good at video games at that time as my older brother was. hmm And, you know, I had gotten eliminated from the equation long before he got to the end to fight Carnage. And right at the end, right at the end, he had, like, one more. Like, it was even, just about even. He had figured out Carnage's pattern, blah, blah, blah. So it was just me, him, my younger brother in the room, everybody absolutely silent, just lending him all of our energy. Yes. And, and like, making a spirit bomb so he could come (laughs) So my mom comes in the room and just starts asking all these questions about what we're playing. Ah! Never cared about anything that ever was on the TV when all of us were in. All of a sudden, she had to know what the red guy was, who he was. She wanted to answer. I'm like, Ma, you have to really be quiet right now. And she's like, well, why is he doing... Ma! And then, like, just kind of just, you know, it was just like that split second. That's all it took. It was just like, Focus. She just, just, she just ruined the spirit bomb, and just like, and 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 Carnage like hits him. Game over. No continues. No. Uh-huh. And God, they just, don't. They just, didn't, just, didn't
0: understand. Parent, like, even you remember? I'm sure you did. You beat a video game. You're like, Ma, Ma, I beat this video game. That's nice. Like, no, you don't understand what I just went through.
1: <laughs> nope. My Ma, we we've been sitting here legit legit two hours trying to beat this thanks a lot
0: i beat it twice and that was only in high school
1: once i finally beat it twice right it's yeah that was the thing we were borrowing it so it wasn't even like to hear yeah we borrowed it yeah
0: yeah i got i found it at a yard sale in like 98 or something Mm -hmm. it was like 10 cents at the yard sale so i gave him the nickel or the dime, took it home and it took me months to even beat it, right? But it was so worth it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I imagine
0: so worth it. Um, oh, so you had mentioned something a second ago, and I wanted to go. I forgot it.
1: I lost it. Actually, a funny story where, um, from college, we're talking about how our kids play with toys. One of <laughs> uh, when Branson and uh, Branson and Seth, uh, one of the guys that, in the league. Mm-hmm. So their roommates, Mike, like straight A student, whatever, and um, he was looking back. He was probably a little autistic. Okay, you know? we just attributed it to being crazy because we were just that uneducated on anything. Yeah, um, he would play with his toys. Like he had like action figures. He had. He was super into wrestling, super into Street Fighter, super into Marvel. So I love the guy. He's sitting there. I'm sitting there typing a paper. like Just at the computer typing a paper, listening to some music. Mike is over on the other side of the room in the corner playing with his toys. Typical Mike stuff. All of a sudden I hear, and and he's doing the voices too, so it's hilarious. I just hear, Captain America, we need your help. No problem. And then Cap, uh, apparently that was Captain America's voice, so very deep. Cap comes in there and just cleans house. It's like the Rock is there, the Rock is knocked out. Juggernaut, knocked out. Triple H, KO, everybody is just no match whatsoever for Captain America and just for him to be able to exist in all three of those realms at the same time. It was just like, I just stopped typing my paper and just watched because it was like, uh, Cap is going to work with this grown man playing with these toys. like <laughs> <laughs> like. Oh. That that's awesome. That's the magic of cap. I feel like Cap can do it. He he shouldn't be able to. Like other guys are like blowing lasers out of their noses. The Cap is still beating them. So it's
0: it's, it's the determination, man. It, it like yeah. it, he never he never stops.
1: And that's that's what. Uh, okay, I do have only have two two complaints about the film. Okay. Yeah, I know everybody I, it made me unpopular for a second because to have anything bad to say about this movie is kind of taboo right now because takes are so hot. But um the one that I have again we're talking about not stopping how he's convinced in you know his his conviction everything he knows what he's going to do and there's no way you can talk him out of it because when he's when he knows he's right he's right. Uh so the first little of the movie where they first introduced the uh, Sokovia papers or whatever. Mm -hmm. They first that, you know, and they're all having their debates. Cap's mind is already made up, and he knows that Iron Man's mind is already made up. Just so he told Tony, he's like, you know, Tony's not saying anything because his mind is already made up. So you know me so
0: well. huh? Right. Yeah.
1: So he's like, no, his mind is already made up. And that's the same thing with him. So for him to go to the funeral and then for them to do the no you move speech and it was uh sharon carter but it wasn't cap you know what i'm saying like saying it and just like cap just kind of over here like mm, yeah no you move <laughs> that's you know what i mean like for me like that was my favorite moment in the civil war book and my absolute favorite captain america speech that he gave to spider-man when the you know when the mobs are telling you and the media no matter what they're saying the, the, the whole nation uh, says something's right when it's wrong, or some. You know, it, uh, you know, it's it's your duty, it's your job to plant yourself like a tree by the river of truth, and tell everybody no. You move, you know, like that's. Yep. Oh my God, that's like my faith. Like I, like I read that, and was like, Oh my God, I will never question my own judgment on something ever again, off of something that a cart that a, a comic book character said amazing and then for them to kind of take his legs from under him like that in his own movie just i don't know i was really i don't know who he would deliver the speech to but i would have figured that out and just not thrown it in there in the because it didn't mean as much coming from sharon carter even if you know you're a big sharon carter fan you know sorry to anybody who is but no that's cap's line and only cap is supposed to deliver that so that kind of bothered me but i mean
0: I, I wish they would have worked it in and like not had Sharon do it. And then when they're having the big superhero battle somehow fit it in where Spider-Man and him are duking it out, he still is able to say it to Spider-Man and then Spider-Man instead of, yeah, he had the cool moment where he figured out how to get giant man back down size. Um, but I feel like that should have been catalyst and Peter being like, Hey, I really don't know what's going on here. Let me, get out of here or something or just maybe let maybe even let maybe just to use it even to distract Spider-Man and then Spider-Man is like totally fanboying out like oh my god that's amazing and it's like he just pops him in his chin and then I loved
1: how they were fanboys though and uh, yeah it does bring to my point with with Spider-Man specifically Listen, I hate Spider-Man. I've said it several times, said it several times since we started talking today. You could
0: actually stop saying that you hate Spider-Man on my podcast. Actually, no, no, no.
1: (laughs) This film, I love this version of Spider-Man. It's the Spider-Man that should always be. I don't mind him growing up and, you know, doing, you know, a little bit better. I don't mind that. I don't think that he needs to just be downtrodden all the time for him to be endeared. But I do like, you know. I do like this this version of him, where it's like you know the underdog and you know whatever, whatever. But and I don't know, maybe you would agree. Aunt May does not need to be a milf.
0: Well, I aunt- like
1: Marissa right? but she's like fifty. Why can't she be an aunt? I I don't I don't want to find Aunt May herself sexually attractive. I don't because it was I- like they, it's like they made. Aunt May and Mary Jane into one character, which if that's the goal, okay, I, you know, it's kind of cool. But I don't know. I just saw Marissa Tomei taking it all off in the wrestling bro. Like, right? I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to know about Aunt May's whole face. <laughs> you know, so like, I don't want to know about that, dog. Like, you just get a sweet old lady. To be, and then it's, and then to me, though, it's a little less likely that she would be as clueless. You know, like, you know, you get a super old lady in there who just can't like she just putters around the house and he gets there whenever he gets there. That makes a little more sense to me than, you know, this 50 year old lady who's out and about and has her wits about her and, you know, right. will probably go in there to drop off his laundry or whatever and stumble upon the fact that he's Spider-Man. You know,
0: well. I'd say that this may uh, to take your point a little bit. While I like Marissa Tomei as Aunt May, I thought she did well. And I kind of see, I'm interested to see where it goes. As far as Aunt May's go, I would say that Rosemary Harris from the first trilogy would be the best Aunt May. Yeah. And then I really did. I kind of like Sally Field, but I feel like they didn't give Sally Field enough to do in the amazing Spider-Man movies. So she wasn't my favorite take on her. And, and then this one, I'm curious because I hope that they go the route of her knowing sooner than later, and not playing yeah. dumb.
1: That only makes sense, like. right?
0: Because I, um, I'm going to guess this is going to be heavily Ultimate Spider-Man, the first volume, heavily influenced. And if yep. I remember correctly, I want to say it was maybe after Ultimate Spider-Man 100. It was when Aunt May actually found out, um, in the book, and. I mean, obviously, Peter continued to be Spider-Man until he, um, air quotes, died in the Ultimate Spider-Man universe. Uh, Spoilers, in case you haven't read it, (laughs) Um, and you should read it. These books
1: are ancient by now, so you should have read it if you haven't. Yeah,
0: and I will say that you should read the Death of Spider-Man and Ultimate Spider-Man books. I think it was called Ultimate Comic Spider-Man book, because if there ever was going to be a a Spider-Man death story, that is going to be the way it should be done. And I, I really liked how they did it in those books.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so I, I'm interested to see where it goes. I think this is like one of those things where it's like, Oh, Marvel's, um, casted this one person and everybody's like, Oh man, how's it going to fit in? Kind of like, I, I don't want to say Robert Downey Jr. Jr. At this point, but you bring in this major star to be in the Marvel C, um, cinematic universe. And mm-hmm. then she's in the movie and she's in the movie for a total of five minutes, and the whole time you are sitting there looking, like, instead of you believing they're this character, you're like, I can't believe Marissa Tomei is sitting there, and right, I focused exactly. right on there. I heard what Tony and Peter were saying, and but I was zoned in, Marissa Tomei. I'm, like,
1: I'm very, very aware that that's Marissa Tomei, right Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was very aware of Marissa
1: Tomei <laughs> was in there. I was like, So Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Right. Mm-hmm. He's in there. He is Tony Stark. Like I know that the man who's in front of me, like right there, is usually called Robert Downey Jr. When he's in these films, he is Tony Stark. So it's like it just becomes that. It took me a, a second to like accept Chris Evans. Because it's like, you know, for me, it was like somebody wanting to date your daughter. Like no, the Captain Captain America is too dear to me to just give it to the Human Torch. Like, it was just the Human Torch, bro, like. Yeah. Come on. You know, and, and that kind of bothered me, but cuz they did the last
0: Fantastic took, 4 movie in like 07, I think. Oh. Uh,
1: it actually took I was I want to say I didn't fully accept him until Winter Soldier, bro. It took me that long. Like the the first Avengers I thought was decent. But the fact that he was over there, like, I don't know. I I didn't like him in the first Avengers either because he was um, not the first Avenger, but the Avengers one. Right. Um, When he was, just the way he was giving out the orders, it was like, you know, okay, everybody do what you obviously do. The guys who can fly, take the guys out in the air. Me and the chick will fight the people on the ground. Hulk smash. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, he didn't have a
0: lot to do in the first, aside from the helicarrier sequence where he's fighting the guys and they're trying to help Tony. He didn't have a lot to do. The
1: the helicarrier sequence when he is uh, struggling with the one guy with a machine gun for fifteen minutes, and everybody else is getting getting it on
0: for drama's sake, and that's why he was struggling.
1: Yeah, so that bothered me. I'm like, dog, just just flick that. Just flick that shield and get in that angle.
0: Like
1: don't <laughs> just make it happen, dog. But, um,
0: I was sold on here. First Avenger. Like, even even when he was skinny, CGI Steve Rogers, I was like because I was thinking the whole time, this is Johnny, this is Johnny going in. And then it didn't take a few minutes. And I was like, This is Steve Rogers. Like he had me.
1: I was that's, that hook. I felt like he like, I don't know, I felt like he took a step back in avengers one like just being you know the captain <laughs> America back from from the original captain america where he's flipping and throwing motorcycles and whatnot and i'm like you know even at that i'm like i mean i admit i was being a jerk where it was just like mm, no no cap mm, no you know it's just like right just being too much but i mean at the same time like when in in the later avengers movie it was just like hmm. No. But Winter Soldier, I was like, okay, yeah, that's Cap.
0: That's how I felt oh. about Andrew Garfield in Amazing Spider-Man. Like, I hated his Peter Parker. I loved his. I loved the way he talked as Spider-Man, but I never yeah. believed him. Never believed him at all. Could not buy in. So I, I can see how you would have difficult, especially when that's like your Brandon,
1: guy. That's, that's like Brandon ralph's Superman. Like, hmm.
0: well, I, I like I like Brandon <laughs> Ralph Superman
1: it was it was okay it was okay it was okay but when you see him on like arrow or uh what's the other one um the something something of tomorrow
0: uh um i don't know i
1: don't watch those shows (laughs) yeah but he's on he's playing the adam yeah ray palmer and he's so much more believable as that so it's like you can't play you can't play the adam and superman you know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, yeah. It's 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 a difficult sell, especially when you go from the the most powerful being in the DC universe to one of
1: most the most diminutive.
0: like D-list characters.
1: Yeah, and, but that's the thing. He's great as Ray Palmer. He's amazing as Ray Palmer. If you never know, right. get a chance to see it, like just check out. A seen some
0: clips. arrows. He I've was, seen him a little bit as Ray Palmer.
1: He's Ray Palmer, and it makes so much more sense. It's like, oh no. You got demoted and that's like the better fit. It's <laughs> not your fault. It's not your fault. I mean, hell, if I get a chance to play Superman as me, Eric Greenlee in this the shape I'm in right now, I'm gonna fucking take. It. Yeah. Like. <laughs> pay yeah. me to be Superman. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um going back to Civil War. Zemo. I actually really like the fact that this movie wasn't centered on some superpower being trying to Mm -hmm. cause everything. I like the fact that when it came down to it, he just wanted to ruin the Avengers, and he succeeded. Oh, yeah. And when, did you pick, did you figure out that Winter Soldier, spoilers, Winter Soldier had uh, killed Tony's family before they showed it?
1: Yeah, like, right, I want to say maybe the second time they showed the clip, I'm like, oh, okay. Because they they kept showing it, and it's just like,
0: yeah, because they didn't show Howard and his mom until the last one, right? The last clip.
1: Yeah, until the last. It was like maybe four times they showed the actual uh, the thing take place. I was pleasantly
0: surprised by that by that revelation.
1: I got I got it like maybe the second time, and I'm like, that's
0: totally and, and Tony's man. Tony's reaction was perfect, man. Because I was I was kind of going through it a little
1: Robert bit. Tony Jr. and he's amazing because he's really Tony Stark. And that was really his parents who got killed.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he's like he killed my mom. <laughs> he really, Mother, understand. I'm watching it on Mother's Day, and, and this is coming from a guy who lost both his his biological and his adopted mom last year on Mother's Day, and then he finds out that Winter Soldier choked out his mom. He's like, and he just goes all out. I'm like, hell yeah, hell yeah, kill that, kill that. All
1: right. Um. Uh, Yeah, but it was it was a lot of feels. There was Uh a lot of feels. I think the the feels go underestimated. Like they're very underrated feels. It's like you know, he's he's Tony. He's my friend, and it's like, so was I. You know, like right. You know, even in the commercial, you know, you get that. But I still wasn't like ready for it because it was just like, dude, come on. And I hate Iron Man. I know. I say I hate a lot of people. <laughs> Apparently, so I hate everybody <laughs> in the Marvel universe, other oh, than Captain goodness. America. I actually have. I, I just have like have my my top four that I dislike, and it's it's Spider Man, Iron Man, Wolverine.
0: I can see that because
1: Wolverine is overrated. He's Mario with claws, <laughs> and um, i say Thor. I'm just you know, it's not that I even dislike Thor I just don't find him that exciting
0: Right he's not for you that's how I feel about Thor
1: yeah, Thor is a Thor is a guy that you got to be a Thor guy to get into Thor Yeah and I am not
0: Though I the first Thor movie I immediately I was watching that when they had that big fight in uh with the ice giants I was like yep I'm in But I mean that would work for the movie universe um, what was I going to say off of that? Because you had said about Tony um, going off in oh, the fields. The fields. Uh, did you? Oh, I remember. Did you think? Well, I know that you you were a Team Cap guy going in. I'm going to make two questions out of this. Uh, my first question is, a lot of people, of course, the whole movie campaign is, whose side are you on? Team Cap or Team Iron Man? And then everybody's like, I was immediately with team cap because I loved the original books. I know why cap was on the side that he was on. And then ultimately, I mean, the ending made sense. It was disappointing from a standpoint of reading seven books, uh, seven issues. And then cap surrendering. Obviously we know why Cap surrendered spoilers for the comic readers. (laughs) This episode is going to be called spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Um, but yeah, yeah, you should read a damn book. And because it's amazing, not the secret war, civil war, read the actual civil war book from 2006. Um, but I I was saying a lot of people were like, Oh, how can you go against Iron Man? Kellen, you love Iron Man. You've loved Iron Man since he came out on screen. It's like, it's not about the character. It's about what they're actually fighting over. What obviously the Avengers do needs to be policed in some way, but just like with the superhero registration act and the books, the Sokovia papers, pretty much said, you can't do anything without us signing off on it. So right. when world-level threat Thanos touches down on Earth, that's when we're going to call you. But when these little battles that you've been fighting that have been highly important, Ultron, the Battle in New York, we could sit back and be like, eh, no, and you can't go. Right. How can you cut Oh, I understand that one of the points in the movie is – like, since you arrived, Iron Man, the number of super beings and all these people have ex- exponentially increased. And um, I'm not saying you're a direct cause, but you kind of are a direct cause. And and I, under- I get that. But to cut these heroes off at the knees like that, there's ways to police them ra- rather than doing it this way, though. And there was no – they just went straight for we're regulating it, and you can't go unless we say so. And And that's why I was immediately Team Cap as soon as the movie was announced, of
1: course. Yeah. It was, um, it's just like anything, like even in real life, you know, things, it's it's such a reactionary thing, and such a knee-jerk reactionary thing to where it's just like, one kid falls off of a banister somewhere at Disney World, it's easier to just shut down Disney World than, you know, like, just kind of, just put a nail I mean just nail up a board that would keep kids from falling off it's, it's the always the most extreme thing that you actually the most over overreaction you could possibly have that people would just like you know i mean at the same time we're talking about sokovia and huge buildings falling and that sort of thing but it's like okay so what if what happens if we fold our arms and do nothing and, you know you just have some cops go out there and deal with it then you know it's just going to be some dead cops to add to that body count but right, right. Meantime, like it's that's, that's the thing there was going to be nothing any different that would develop whether you guys are telling us whether you deploy us or we deploy ourselves. It's still going to be these huge battles with all this collateral damage. Like, there's no. It's not Dragon Ball. We're just going to take it out to the desert and scrap it out. Like, it doesn't happen like that. They're attacking a the city for a reason because they're attacking a the city. Whether we're there or not, they're still going to attack the city. Right.
0: Because if there was no Avengers, then Ultron was still going to end human life. On- they're,
1: they're still going to do what they want to do. It's not like, yeah, we're trying to draw these guys out. No, it's. we. I'm here to destroy Earth, and so there's that. Yep. Just cause I don't like to cut of your jib, Earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so yeah, I don't know. Like that that part that point was so and that was the whole thing in the books was that it was ridiculous because it was from you know with um Stanford. Stanford, Yeah, with the Stanford with the with the school, and so it's just like, Ugh, you know, like i get it but that guy was he's a living bomb he was going to do that anyway yeah somewhere
0: yeah. um going back to uh the comics real quick did you, i know you hate wolverine but did you ever read the issue where wolverine the issues where wolverine was tracking down nitro and it that was no,
1: actually my favorite wolverine yeah that was actually my favorite wolverine i don't like, like i said it's it's, I think he's overrated, but when he's just like, I call that like um, the same thing I do, um, like Street Batman versus Space Batman, mm-hmm. where Batman is breaking down criminals and, you know, like tracking down clues and that sort of thing. That's my favorite Batman. When Batman is in outer space and he's just flip dodging out of the way of Omega Beams and like yelling at Superman to take out the trash. I don't like that Batman. That's just too, over. that's too much for me. Like that's, he's he's a guy in the streets with some you know like let's let's just i mean he's batman but he's batman you know like mm-hmm. come on let's not do too much no and i totally agree like they were not doing too much he was just you know logan was just doing some detective work he was following his nose literally and he was trying to get down to that one guy to kill him and i was like that's the wolverine you want i don't necessarily want him leading teams and you know, taking on giants, and you know, uh, I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want. I did like that Wolverine. Yeah, that was that was very good. Which is a shame that we won't get to see that in a film because Fox just can't get right.
0: I'm. It's going to be awful because you know Jackman's going to be done after the third Wolverine.
1: Yeah, and
0: I don't want to see the next Wolverine. I don't want to see the next person they tap to
1: try to, you don't want to be nobody that. wants to be the next guy. No. You want to be the guy after the next guy. And <laughs> even stage, like oh Yeah, you want you to know. be Tom
0: Holland. You want to be the new Spider Man. <laughs> Not Andrew Garfield.
1: Right, exactly. Right. That's gonna be a hard sell, man.
0: It's gonna be a real hard sell. Um
1: Chris Benoit
0: on the ground for Ooh, Oh, 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 <laughs> Uh, too soon? It's always too soon with Chris Benoit. Um, so, Black Panther.
1: Oh, man.
0: This man, Chadwick Boseman, has played Jackie Robinson. He's played uh, James Brown. And now he's playing the most iconic black superhero in the Marvel universe.
1: We're going to have to like form a circle around him so that nobody can assassinate him
0: i apparently a
1: he, tight circle he can do no <laughs> wrong
0: he was amazing oh. amazing he was the on, honestly if i had to say if i had to pick a favorite character from the film it's black panther yeah as much as i love what cap and iron man did i've seen <laughs> Captain and iron man before but
1: and that's Dude, that's Panthers saying a lot. Because, so that's saying a lot because everybody was so good. Everybody was so good. Like, I don't know. Like, man, now I have to pick a favorite. I'm not gonna pick a favorite.
0: I felt like but, Scott Lane got a raw deal a little bit because everybody was just dissing him. Like, uh, your little guy be shrunk. I mean, not a raw deal so as far as uh, giant man, but.
1: As well not to not to get off of uh not to get off black panther but no go ahead so that everybody well everybody played their parts and i mean everybody had like their mirror on the other side you know so we got our black guy you got our black guy oh but we got an extra black guy you know (laughs) we got the girl you got your girl you got you know it was it was it was just dope that um you know you had those that mirror and then you still had like our conduit to the movie spider-man just marking out over everything and then their side they had ant-man just marking out over everything Mm -hmm. there's a part where he uh you know takes the the shield back from spider-man is like here's your shield captain america (laughs) like (laughs) paul rudd is such a kid like he's such a kid like he just has like this just childlike joy anytime you see him in anything this is forty. Uh, when he was, uh, he was um, the heir to the Sweetums foundation. Uh, <laughs> in, uh, Park Parks. He's just, he just still looks like he didn't clueless. So it was just like, yes, it was funny because it was just like, you know, we still had, it was like, it was, it was all these quirks and all these guys had jokes, but amongst in those, he was still the funniest. It's just like, you know, my dad, you know, he's a, uh, Pim always said, don't trust a star. It was like, were you again? come on, man. Like, <laughs> come on. I was just here scrapping. I was a problem a minute ago. Like, don't play me like that. I was just out there scrapping against y'all. Like, put some respect on my name.
0: <laughs> That's the second, put some respect on my name like, reference in this episode, by the way. So man. we're relevant.
1: <laughs> right. But, um, getting back to black Panther, dude, like this is the kind of stuff I've been waiting for since I was a kid watching Ron Simmons. Mm-hmm. You know, so I always go back to my Ron Simmons example of just like, why don't you uh, have...
0: go ahead and tell, tell the listeners your Ron Simmons moment. That... Super
1: quick. Yeah, I, super... I don't want to spend a whole bunch of time on it. But um, as a kid, um, you know, I, again, I said, I was a wrestling fan and every morning I would jump up and watch all the wrestling that I possibly could on Saturday mornings. So on channel 38, we had like even like smoky mountain. We would get sometimes early on a Saturday. You had your um, WCW Worldwide at 9. You had Superstars at 11. You had um, Wrestling Challenge at 12. So everything, I'm just soaking it all up, everything. So 9 o'clock Worldwide comes on. I didn't really get to watch the pay-per-views, and um, a lot of times I didn't get to see uh, the Clash of the Champions or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So what was it, Super Bowl? I'm trying to remember which pay-per-view it was. Um. Joe is Ron Simmons, uh power slamming Big Van Vader, one, two, three, comes the new WCW world champion. So I run, I jumped, I exploded. This is something that happened a week ago, but it's brand news to me. So I exploded off the floor because, you know, my mom had always said, like, you know, there's no black people, here. there's no black people getting that, no black, people, black, people, black people. And it had started to kind of seep into my subconscious that, hey, wait a minute. You know, I wanted to just, you know, be like, hey, man, Hulk Hogan is cool. He's dope. Superman is, I don't care if they're white. You know, like, I'm a kid, you know, just trying to enjoy what I want to enjoy. But, you know, the conscious side of me is just starting to be like, hey, wait a minute. I mean, no black people doing nothing dope. Well, Michael Jordan's jumping all over everybody. You know what I mean? Like, in reality, we should be somewhere in here, like athletically at least. Like, we can't wrestle. Okay. So, when I saw Ron Simmons, pin Vader, the second Vader reference we're making today, actually, pin Vader take the belt. I jumped up, and my mom was sleeping in her room. I <laughs> never. On Saturday mornings, you do not interrupt a woman who's worked all week to say something stupid about wrestling. I knocked on her door, because you don't just go barging in. I knocked on her door and yelled, Ma, we got a new world champion and he's black. And I just hear her say, What just, you know, like mock excitement for the thing that I was excited about, but really excited that it was a black champion and so it was like that was a huge deal you know and um just like finally we got a hero we got a champion like literally a champion a man standing there with a gaudy golden belt around his waist and says he's the best and he's black you know and it's just like that that matters that representation mattered to me a long time ago so for us to get the black panther brings bring the point home to get black panther the way he was in this film um and he kind of set himself apart, just not only just being so cat-like and so dope, he was also the straight man, like, he was just established that he was just different from everybody, and, you know, it can be, like, hard to identify with a guy who's royalty and a warrior, and, you know, like, he's just got, you know, he's he's a richer Batman in this sense, but he's, like, yeah. but he had purpose, you know, it was just, like, I just taught, I just watched my pops die, so let's get down to the bottom of this. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. But he wasn't, you know, irrational.
0: Right. Because that's what I was afraid like, they were going to do. I thought they were going to make right. me like, I got to kill him no matter what. And, and right. But no, he, he was definitely rational.
1: He was so the voice of reason. He was the straight man. Everybody else is joking and all of this. And he's just like, where is he? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like just sitting there screaming, like trying not to call him the N word. It's <laughs> it was like you yeah. deserve better and it was just like right you know i saw the meme the other day saying like uh with the uh, uh shit i just watched i just finished i bought my ticket to wakanda right after i got out the movie yeah so i felt the same way i'm like oh we should really go back to africa like you know what i'm saying like
0: yeah like the well, um the uh made credits uh scene when, uh, obviously, Bucky's going to be frozen until they can figure out how to get him deprogrammed. And then, uh, like, and then Cap's like, oh, they're going to come for you. And then he's like, let them try. And then it pans out, and you see that he's in Wakanda. I'm like, there's no way anybody's going to get into Wakanda to get to Bucky. Wakanda!
1: Like, you know, <laughs> so, like, and again, that's great. Like, there are, again, there are people who haven't read these books, and they, they have no idea who Black Panther was, and there are people who you know i'm pretty sure they're honestly people who just held out on all these things because they just used to seeing every other race or especially white guys with brown hair just be the hero all the time you got all your rick grimes and your drake from um uncharted and everybody looks like that you know Mm -hmm. like we need somebody who looks like us somebody who acts like us coming from the same area without it being like you know, a static shot cartoon was kind of cheesy, you know, <laughs> it didn't have the same feel, even though it came from Warner Brothers, it didn't have the same feel of a Justice League or a Superman or Batman mm-hmm. or whatever at that time. It was just like it felt like Hammer Man almost. It, like, oh, my gosh. That's a perfect, perfect comparison. It felt like Hammerman. I'm like, but why am I watching? Why, why does it feel like Hammerman when this came from the same universe that these other ones came from? He was this he he felt like he was in the same realm and you know he also is a little bit above those guys so i mean apart from the fact that he's super rich and a, a genius and all that he lives over in paradise that's yeah. got gun he lives in paradise with guns so hey man it's about due you know like it is about time that they put a brother in the firmament. And they so. did it
0: so right, is what I love. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well I got two more questions I want to ask you before we wrap this up, because I gotta get out of here and go to work, as usual. Mm-hmm. But, two questions. Captain America and Bucky. Obviously, mm-hmm. a big chunk of the movie was based on Cap getting to Bucky and saving him and figure and. Bringing him back to what is reality, so to speak, because last time we saw him, Winter Soldier, he saw the glimpse where Bucky kind of maybe where Bucky came out of it, and he knew Bucky was in there. He had been looking for Bucky for years since Winter Soldier. Was there any ever point? Was there ever any point in the movie where you felt like Cap was like, man, he's doing a little too much for Bucky? Did you ever feel that? Feel like? That at all?
1: No one cap though. No, he's just that fiercely loyal. And the fact that Bucky's the last guy left that he knew from when he was popping as a youth. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. the last part that he truly ex- like. You know, again, like he's saying, like even in the army, like I don't feel like I really belong Like he's he's a a weapon now. He's a tool, and people that get to know him are like, hey man, you know you're pretty cool. You're a stand up guy, but he still operates from the forties, so he's still saying, Golly gosh, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Somebody you know, Jesus Christ and he told him to watch the potty mouth. So for a guy like that to come to a time where you can yell elbow and get porn on your phone, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> he's really out of you know, he he can't help but to be out of touch with his era Like so yeah, like that's to save Bucky is to save that part of him that can identify with him or at least, you know, somebody that can you know, have stories from back in the from the old neighborhood and that sort of thing. So,
0: and that was one of my favorite parts of the movie where they were before they got off the plane, and they were talking about Bucky. Had, um, they were going on that date or whatever, and um, yeah, Bucky, yeah the, and them remembering those memories. I think I've seen some people say that they felt like he was doing too much for Bucky at some point, and that he was a little too. Some people misread it, and they're like, "Like he did all this for Bucky." I was like. He did a good chunk of things for Bucky, but at the same time he was fighting for the freedoms of the Avengers as a team.
1: And he was right. He was. So it's like he was right the whole time. So yeah. that kind of like whatever the argument is, like he you never that's and that's the whole thing with Cap is that you stand fast and whatever it is long if you are right, you know you are right in something that, the you know, like when everybody's telling you what's wrong is right. You plant yourself like a tree by the river of truth and say, no, you move because it was like, no, I'm right. I know I'm right. This is my guy. He wouldn't do that. He did not do that. It's all this stuff that he was programmed, whatever, whatever, you know, and even when things look the worst and it's like, oh man, come on. He knew and everybody, you know, and it's like, so what is he supposed to do? You know, you take him in, you get the wrong guy, then what? So you don't get down to the bottom of it. And then, you know, yeah, it was just you no, know, he was right. So it's like for anything. Once you're right, it kind of nullifies whatever the other argument is.
0: Um, so. I uh, I like I didn't like how Stark tried to little bro him with those pins. He's like, oh, this is the pins that uh, FDR yeah. signed us to war with. And and he's like, huh? <laughs> he didn't like Captain bite at all. Like it seemed like Cap might bite, yeah. but even then, Cap was like. Like you haven't like this isn't any different. You're like whatever, I'm out of here. Yeah, so
1: he, and he knew like you know he waited for the other shooter drop because he again he knows Tony and he's he like yeah Tony. all right it's, it's pretty smooth. What what's what's your angle? You know, and he's just like yeah man, just come in and just hey man just just kind of do it because it's the easiest thing to do. You know? He's yeah, like, Nah, just, I
0: already told you we we can we can fix the past twenty four hours. We can we can make it go away.
1: Yeah. Oh no, we can put things in place to where I'm like, dog, those are pieces of paper, bro. <laughs> right, Ross right. can at any point in time be like, nah you know, it's like which he does, and uh, uh yeah, Thunderbolt so
0: do that in a heartbeat. Thunderbolt's known for that. Yeah. So we both not. obviously love the film. Both obviously big fans. Are you going to go see it again, or are you a one and done?
1: I am the theater guy. I am going to see it. I'm probably going to take Jada to see it because I don't think there was a, there was too much. Death and destruction to where it would just ruin her. Like no, there were.
0: You know, I leave. thought there was a, a more colorful language in this one than in previous films, but the tension, the tension, yeah. tension kind of called for it. Like when you got yeah. Spider-Man saying, "Oh shit," that was. I was like, I was like, Peter would never say that, <laughs> right? But uh, yeah, I think is if I could take Aaliyah and get her to sit still, I would. I would do that
1: too because she loves. Uh, Jada, Jada would totally be down for it. Um, yeah, so I'm thinking about. I'm, uh, I'm thinking this weekend, maybe. Let's see what the earliest playing time is, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to see it again.
0: So my last question, we wrap this up and you got to almost ask yourself this question. Anytime you see a, a Marvel cinematic movie and you love it and you think it's great. Are we like, are, do you have any fears for the upcoming movies? Like not Doctor Strange, but I mean the tent poles. Like we have Thor coming out next year. I'm fun. I'm sure Guardians Volume Two will be fun, but like any of the movies going forward into Infinity War, which I know they're eventually going to change that name now. Are you yeah. worried that we've seen the peak in the Marvel Cinematic Universe?
1: Ah, uh, I really I don't see how they can get any better. So even if they can kind of ride this same rail, um. And just, like, keep it. I just don't want to see, don't plummet and don't, you know, if you can if you can, if you you can, can keep it at the same level because you've, you've set the standard. Now, you don't necessarily have to exceed it because it was incredible. And usually when somebody's trying to exceed something, uh, you know, Matrix, uh, Revolutions, the <laughs> Dragon Ball Z fight when all you really want is a Jet Li scrap, is mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, it doesn't, long, so long as they don't, that's the other thing though, like with these guys, because they are the superheroes that we know, they um, can do these incredible things. So they can be a little more over the top than other franchises, but also Marvel has a plan. They have had a very, very good plan that they have executed to perfection so far. And even with, you know, the Netflix shows that just put, the, they do scale better than anything I've ever seen. The MCU so far, just like what they've been able to do with these bigger than, uh, these, these bigger than life names is just incredible. Like, you know, it's like, how do you even think of like, okay, yeah, you get the money and it's like, but some like money alone isn't going to make, a great film or a great experience, you know, to where it's just like, you know, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah. you get somebody, the Sony money and Fox money, and they just don't know what they're doing. And just for Sony to have that come to Jesus moment where it's like, hey, hey man, we, we need help. help. Yeah. They fixed it in two minutes, bro. They fixed Spider-Man in a couple of minutes. Yep it did take long. It was like, "Hey, do you guys just try to go kind of by the book?" Huh? <laughs> As uh you guys just want to try to keep the characters like, you know, true to like the way they were written and the way they've been for like decades. What a
0: novel idea.
1: I've thought of it. You I mean, it's kind of fun to like I you know a lot of people tinker with Spider-Man. And there are a lot of different very uh iterations of Spider-Man and that sort of thing and, you know, uh, they are slightly different here and there you know people mess around with it it's really you don't have to you no know? just just keep the formula that endears him to people who like him i don't <laughs> <laughs> but, that's I, mean, I, I, can, I get it you can, don't like um <laughs> i can totally get it though like this spider-man just that, that's it right there tried and true he you know he did, what he did what he was able to do, you know? And it was just, like, he should always be underrated. I think that's the one thing is, like, this Spider-Man should always be underrated, except for, like, if you're Doc Ock. And you that's
0: know, you what... You
1: know what he can do. Yeah. That's what makes sense. You know what he can do. But, like, you know, when you put him in with these people who've never seen him before, they should have no idea what, what they're getting from this kid. And then it's just, like, you can have that magic and he was the the kid is perfect the kid is uh, obviously peter parker Mm -hmm. from another dimension where he just came to play himself in the film
0: and that's what the last three spider-man movies have missed because he was underrated in spider-man one and two and then in three amazing spider-man and then amazing spider-man two you never got the feeling that he was the underdog yeah. Especially when they have a Spider-Man day in the park in Spider-Man 3 and everybody's like, we love you,
1: Spider-Man! And other than, you know? If you don't get a Spider-Man 3 out on my, out my sight. <laughs> that was I've never wanted to walk out on a film before, on a movie that I paid money to see. Never wanted to do that before until Spider-Man 3. And I was there with like 10 other people and that's why I didn't leave. I was there with just like a date. I'm like, we gotta go. You know, like the right. thing just, come on, man. But uh they, they they hit so many nails on the head. It is, uh, mm. So going forward, no, I'm not really worried about I'm not really worried. I would be shocked if they just took a nosedive and the movies just all of a sudden got awful. But because they're it's such a big machine that they're all working right now with the Netflix series and 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 the rest of the MCU and the ABC shows with the agent Carter and the the shield and everything like that. It's like, they, they have shown that they can juggle it, man. And just like, you know, they can juggle that and they can say, Hey, give me that Spider-Man, you know, turn a couple screws. All right, there you go. There you go. Don't mess it up this time. That kind of thing. Yep. They know what they're doing. And just like, um, I can't wait for the Punisher show. I can't wait for Iron Fist. I can't wait, man, like everything is just like, it's just rolling, man.
0: Still an exciting time to be a Marvel Comics fan, and that's what it I love about
1: cool. it. That's and what I love. I can't imagine. Like we're we're finally we're able to see all the things that you know people who shit. I wish my brother was here. You know, <laughs> like that yeah. kind of thing. Was like dog, you are missing it, and it's just like you know. But um, that's like it's just like we're finally able to do the things that we want to see, and you know, like. Just, just Deadpool with the very comic book looking colossus instead of whatever the hell that was in the singer films.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's what I stand.
1: I, yeah, I don't want, I don't want that shiny. I don't necessarily want that. It didn't look bad, but this practical whatever, like this that plasticky looking metal chrome thing. That's what I want. I want that nickel brush colossus. That's yes. what I want. Yeah. Brush nickel colossus. What I gotta that? get
0: Deadpool on DVD. I need to get it. Yeah. Blu-ray. Well, I'm gonna wrap it up here. So I wanna I wanna thank you again, Eric, for coming on the show and talking Civil War. We didn't get to any wrestling, but I figured you know when you said you Civil gotta War. Go
1: what, I just gotta go with, with what's there. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta go with the flow, I and mean, it just felt like felt right with Civil War. I talk about it all day.
0: Absolutely, I'm glad I got to see it because I've been real mad if I had to be like I haven't seen it yet
1: because <laughs> uh, there was I a
0: chance. It.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Jay this weekend probably. Definitely. I, to, I see when the things come out.
0: She's gonna love it. Oh yeah,
1: she is. She's she's like that. Too. I told you the uh, story where the kid where somebody can you know, always like a teacher came into uh, school with a Deadpool shirt. Mm-hmm. And uh one of the boys was there and he was like, Spider Man. Right. Jada. She was like, That's not Spider Man, that's Deadpool silly.
0: <laughs> Raising a rate. Right. Everybody's amazed that Aaliyah knows the Avengers. It's like Black Widow, Hawkeye, Spider or right. Captain America, Iron Man. She loves the Hawk. Loves the Hawk. She has a Hawk. Yeah, now. Jada
1: still calls him Hulk Smash, but that's just
0: That's okay. Right, we'll get there. all right well well, i want to thank everybody for listening to hyphenation um it's been it's been a fun time and i'm gonna have eric one soon again because he seems to be the most readily available with my uh, hours right now (laughs) so uh again thanks uh, for coming on
1: go crank up the crank up the shirt press machine the t-shirt kings will return very soon is that is that like Spider-Man
0: will return at the end of Civil War?
1: Uh I don't like Spider.
0: <laughs> get off my podcast, <laughs> man.
1: Oh man, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make a triumphant return real soon. We got some stuff in the chamber and that ready to wrong. fire it out. That Can't run. wait. Yeah, I know. Took some things we had to get. Both had to get our minds. Collective minds, right? That's the thing you got to partner, man. It's just, just be patient and be like, all right, man, well, you gotta get your grits together. And then when he got his grits together, I gotta get my grits together. And now we both seem to be on the same wavelength. And so we ready to crank out this work, man.
0: Well, you let me know, man. Because I, I will come back. I will be a repeat buyer then. I'm already a repeat buyer. No, I got both my shirts same time. I will be a repeat buyer then.
1: Right, man, I'm gonna look out for you, man. Awesome. Gotcha mm mm-hmm.